Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Idly hey! Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished! A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Happy Thursday, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the Brett Allen Show, a pop culture podcast. And today is a special day for multiple reasons. Today we are celebrating 200 episodes of the podcast. So, I mean, 200 of anything is a big deal, I say, especially after the last year that we've had. And we have a fantastic comedian with us today. I've been a fan since day one. And this guy has done it all, and he is going and going. John Caparulo, welcome into the show. It's great to have you here today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you too. Well, I'm excited to talk to you because, well, for many reasons, but I'm very curious because I know um, you had a residency in Las Vegas for a while. Yeah. And then, of course, COVID hit. My first question to that would be, are you back in the showroom or is the road tour now kind of replacing what you were doing before? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm back uh, on the road uh, full time because, uh, yeah, the uh, it, what was it last March 15th? They uh, they started shutting everything down and uh, we um, it was sort of like, you know, in limbo for like, what, 14 months. And then uh, yeah. finally, like they. uh you know, once once they started being able to bring shows back, that's you know they started cleaning house really. So it was uh, we we got uh, we got canned with a lot of shows. So yeah, it was uh, so yeah, back to the road again. Yeah, back to the road again. Now the thing that was interesting about this, which I don't think I've ever seen a comic do, is it was Uncapped Comedy was the name, but essentially you allow the audience to pick the topics yeah. <laughs> uh to to kind of guide the show which I, that could go either way i imagine and i watched some youtube clips i'm very curious how does that work as a comic because most comedians you know they have their set they're working through things yeah you've got your jokes your tags but how do you because it's not really improv necessarily but maybe it is i mean how does it work exactly um, i know our listeners are very curious well <laughs> what well we we originally did it as a, uh, the virtual show from here, which is probably where you saw the clips. Um, and, uh, and since then I've actually taken it on the road with me to, uh, for shows that it's, I mean, it's sort of like, uh, um, I mean, it was an idea that was sort of born out of like a little bit of artistic necessity too. Cause I, um, I mean, number one, we were trying to figure out a way to do a virtual show. Cause I mean, for a while there, I wasn't doing anything and I needed to, I needed some way to remember I was a comedian. So uh, we started <laughs> yes. doing the virtual show and we, we, you know, people would write down topics with, with that. And it's like, what the show itself, it's like, you know, when I look at the topics people write down, I mean, generally you're going to get a lot of the, you know, some people are, there's just, there's always going to be uh you know, the, the, the sexual topics or the uh, you know, whether it's 
COVID and social distancing, all that stuff. I mean, people are going to write that stuff. But what it does is, um, you know, it for me, it's like it's almost like a, a rehab thing to uh, sure. to like, uh, you know, like uh, re-strengthen muscle muscles, you know, like comedically that have kind of atrophied over all these long like, you know, because I've never gone such such long stretches of like inactivity with comedy. So it's um so, you know, when I read a topic that somebody wrote down, it's usually like what it does is it, it like, you know, it, it, I don't even necessarily have to uh, talk about that particular subject. It might just spark an idea to go, oh, you know what? Here's a story or here's a bit or whatever. And it's 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 just sort of like waking up that uh, that that muscle memory of just, you know, being able to, you know, sort of improvise, but just be able to to like. I mean, what I've always felt like is necessary to do, you know, comedy well, or at least for me, is to try to be in the moment of, sure. you know, like, so when you're doing a bit, you kind of want to, you don't want to get caught where we all do, where you just start reciting things or trying to, because that's what I was, when I first came back last year from uh, like the, like a four month layoff with, with everything, I, 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 I like was, uh, I felt like I couldn't really do my set, you know, just from memory or whatever. I had to, I had to feel it. And so it's just sort of a way to like get myself, you know, present in the moment and being able to, to sort of like feel what I'm doing comedically, you know? So, so yeah, yeah, sometimes it's a train wreck. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. Um, If you ever come to the Bay area with your show, I would love to see how it works out. I know you've been out here before. So essentially people are almost like giving you premises and you probably have talked about a subject here or there at some point in your 20 plus year career. So really I've heard comics say, you know, as we were talking to folks during the actual lockdown and they were doing the zoom shows, the drive-in shows that it was kind of like, you know, the methadone version of comedy versus getting the actual yeah. hit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's def- well, and, and I mean, for me, like when we came up with the idea for the virtual show, it was like, how am I going to do something that has, uh, like, you know, a, a, like that I'm, I'd be able to do more than once, you know, because it's, it's like, you know, uh, we have to, you know, keep it fresh basically for an audience that tuned in, you know, uh, one month to come back another one. So it was like, try to keep, you know, some sort of variety in it. And that's, and that's, you know, that's what's uh, cool about taking it on the road too, is, is like, you know, I, you feel like, you know, you have a lot of the same audience, same fans and stuff like that coming back to your show year after year. And you want to give them like a, a, you know, a more of a unique experience every time and, and keep it fresh. So that in that sense, it, it, uh, it is kind of um, ideal for that. Yeah. I can imagine, especially, you know, like yourself and other comedians and just a lot of people who were like, this is the first time I've been unemployed since I was like 18 years old, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and uh, not have had a job. And I was talking to Brad Williams. It was funny. He's like, I talked to my wife and she's like, well, we're doing okay, but you know, maybe we should start an OnlyFans (laughs) or something to like keep the money coming in, you know, just because for a while, I think people thought the world was probably going to end yeah. and uh, it was very tough, but you seem to have come out of it quite well. You're touring and things like that. 
you've, as I mentioned, been in the comedy game for a very long time. And from what I understand, you, you essentially, I mean, you knew right away this was like something that you were meant to do. I'm very curious what that moment was for you where things clicked and you knew, okay, I'm going to be just something I want to do and something that I'm probably going to be doing like for a lifetime. Well, you know, that's um, like, I, I think growing up, I mean, <laughs> once I faced the reality of that athletics wouldn't be an option, um, which is pretty early. <laughs> um, I can agree. <laughs> me too. Right. Yeah. It's uh, it, so once, you know, I started to like, you know, as I, I guess, you know, you, you sort of like come into your uh, like 12, 13 years old, that age, like you start to develop in, you know, to kind of who you are. Um, you know, I, I started like being the guy that like, you know, my, my friends and, you know, things like that, they would be like, well, you know, you're, I, I just, that became my identity. I started realizing like that I could make people laugh and not just in a way that was just like acting like a jackass or something. It would be, you know, that I, I, I could tell stories and, and, and they'd be like, tell that story to this, you know, and then you, you sort of add and, you know, start you start to you're crafting a set before you even know it really and and uh you know i always say like my first uh uh sort of my first my my first like really experience with that was uh when i was 11 i was in the sixth grade and i was at basketball practice and i don't know how dirty i can be on here <laughs> you can be yourself so Go i shit my pants at basketball practice and uh okay. i um and that awful experience because what it was it was like at 11 years old (laughs) having that happen in front of you know 14 other kids that are you know in my class in school and everything like everybody you know sees what happens everybody sees me waiting for my dad to come pick me up and and it's that's potentially soul crushing at that age you know that could really that could really set you back in a lot of ways and uh (laughs) what i ended up doing was i I took that story and within like, you know, a couple of years, I had those same friends like, you know, what happened that night? You shit your pants at basketball practice. And then I started telling them that story and, you know, and then more people come around and be like, tell, tell me about when you shit your pants at basketball practice. And like, I, you know, it became this experience that I suddenly realized I, I was glad it happened, you know, because it, 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 it took this sort of like, you know, what was really could have been painful and awkward and it made it something that, that I, you know, that, that I loved being, it was an instrument that I could use. I was like, Oh man, I could make people laugh with this. And it had that not happened to me. You know, nobody's happy when it happens. You're, you're crazy. If you're, you're happy when you got shit in your pants, but it's <laughs> yes. like afterwards, if you can sort of, you know, spin that into, to, to something positive, then it's like, you know, it becomes a really, uh, uh, just a wonderful feeling. I sort of went back and forth between like, I knew that's what I wanted to do, but it's also scary. You know, the idea of like, well, what if I suck or what if, you know, cause that's what happened to me. Like the first time I actually tried to go on stage and do standup, I, I signed up for an open mic. I was 19. And, uh, and, and I remember my sister drove me to the place. It was in, uh, it's, it's called the, uh, the, the funny stop or comedy stop. Now it's in Cuyahoga Falls and in, in Ohio. But uh, at the time, it was called Hilarities. And uh, I, um, I I went there and I, you know, 
I hardly even remember my set. I, I just remember in the middle of my set, I, I still vividly remember hearing some guy yell from the back, who cares? And that guy's voice is still in my head to this day. Like when I'm on stage, like feeling like, okay, I better get a laugh here. But anyway, I went on stage that first time when I was 19 and I, and it wasn't good. And I was really just discouraged. And I was like, man, I'm not as good at this as, you know, you know, my friends thought I'd be, or, or I thought I'd be. And so I kind of, you know, retreated into, well, I, maybe I should focus on college. And, uh, I, I did that for a couple years. And then as I was finishing college, uh, when I was about, when I was 21, um, I started, I, it started, you know, becoming clear to me that like, I was really going to go nowhere after college. Like, I realized like, I, like I looked around my classes and all the other students in the classes seemed to give a shit. And I really didn't. I was like, the only thing I cared about is like, you know, if I made a comment and got some laughs that day or whatever. And I'm like, I was like, this is the only thing I ever really saw myself doing or being good at. And so I decided I was, I went back to the same place that I'd gone to a couple of years before that. And I didn't tell anybody. I told my best friend who was in Pittsburgh at the time. And, uh, he was the only one who knew I was going and I, and I, I went and I, I, I had a great set. I, I killed it. And, uh, uh, it was, it was pretty much that moment. Yeah. It was like, okay, you know what? I think I can do this. And I was, I was kind of at a point where I was, you know, I knew there were going to be tough. Times. I knew I wasn't going to do that well every time. And, uh, I, I, you know, I was just a little bit more mature, I guess, and prepared to deal with that. And, uh, and the rest is history. It is. It pretty um, much is. Yeah. Pretty much. And, and as a dad, I hear that story and I think that's terrible for a small <laughs> child to have to deal with. Yeah. But from like an artistic perspective, I guess it's paid out well for you, you know, in the long run. Eventually. So yeah. <laughs> eventually. Yeah. Maybe not like for a while. But, yeah. There, uh, there are some days I wish. Yeah. It didn't work out, but yeah. It is yeah. It is. No, I can imagine, <laughs> you know, like anything else. Very interesting. So you're working along, you're performing, you get a job at the comedy store, working the door and you spent a lot of time there. I did. Like a lot of comics trying to, you know, get stage time and do this and do that. And you finally eventually found your path. Your first TV appearance was Craig Kilborn, right? That's yes, it where was. you got yes, your was. first national spot. So from there, what moment was that like for you when you're done? Were you like, okay, the phone's going to ring off the hook for me now and I'm going to just get booked like crazy? Or was it one of those moments where it's like, okay, I've done this. Now I'm trying to figure out, you know, what's going to be next. Because I know eventually you wound up essentially getting a holding deal or a development deal. Yeah. And we can kind of talk about that because when you started, and I think a lot of comics at that time, that was kind of the path, right? Was course, to get yeah. on late night and then to book a TV show. All those, those moments that you're referring to, like it, like there's never really a, a time, like you always think like when you start out in comedy, like you're going to get to this certain place or this, this goal and go, all right, I, you know, I made it or whatever. And you really, it really never is because, you know, by the time you, you get, you know, you get to where, you know, that, that certain place you, you've already started sort of set higher goals or whatever. Like, so it's, 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 uh, it, 
but I, I think like those, like the moment, like when I had my first TV spot on, on Kilborn, I, you know, I had to learn fast. Like with, when you do TV spots, like I, I, I learned, I can't watch them back again because it's like, it's, it's never, it's never the same experience watching it as it was performing it, you know, because performance is just such a, such a rush and everything. And you, you feel like when you're going to watch it back again, you'll feel the same way. And you don't, you're just like, Oh, I guess it wasn't that good. Was it? You know, so it's kind of a <laughs> letdown. So I just started to just go, you know what, I'm going to do it and then not watch it and just, you know, let it, let it do what it's going to do. But, um, but yeah, I, I did the, my first uh, TV spot on Kilborn, and, uh, and then it, it was what, two and a half, three months later, I, uh, I went to Montreal and that was the thing like, Montreal it was I remember at the time like they would always take they would always do their new faces show which was the one that everybody's trying to get invited to to sort of launch their career and um I remember like I got I didn't make the cut like I had a great like I, I felt like I had a great showcase set I thought I did I there was I, I just felt like there wasn't any way I could do better than I did and I got cut I didn't get the call and I had some friends you know call me up and go hey I'm going to Montreal I'm like oh well, that's great. <laughs> and, uh, and I just was like, wow, I, I didn't get, uh, I didn't make it. And, you know, it was all like basically political where they're just like, well, this is your first year auditioning. So, you know, we'll have you back next year, whatever. And, uh, but then like I had some people at, at, at the management company I was at at the time, they like put in some calls and a couple of days later, they're like, okay, they've agreed to add you as the 21st new face, like basically with the asterisk. And I was like, okay, cool. I, I said, <laughs> all right, like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to make the most of this. And, um, and I, you know, I remember like, that's, that's, I remember when I went to do that first new faces show, I remember uh, my group was the early show. And I think I went ninth out of uh, 11 or whatever we had. And uh, we, you know, I, I was, I just remember like all the other comics coming back in because we were the early show. It's still light out, all that stuff. And we were coming back like, man, this this crowd's tough, man. This, this is really, you know, it's, it, it, they're really tight. It's really it was too early, blah, blah, blah. Everybody's so, you know, just nobody's laughing. And at the time I was like, you know, I had spent I had just spent four years, uh, you know, some of it working the door at the comedy store, you know, going on at you know, 145 after dice and uh, just like, so, you know, I, I thought, you know, it's almost like coming from a bad neighborhood or something where you're just like, you have no <laughs> idea what a tough crowd is. Like, and uh, I, and, and I, I just, I remember like, it was just that moment. I felt like, you know, that sort of, you know, growing up at the, at the, at the, at the comedy store, it, it, it sort of, you know, it, it toughened me to be able to handle a situation like that is like, I mean, a tough crowd there. <laughs> I mean, they, as long as they speak English and as long as they're there, they're awake, I'm cool. And uh, I I just I had a great set. And um, and yeah, I, I ended up getting, a, you know, a, a development deal with with Fox for actually they gave me uh, it was two straight years that because they renewed the first one and okay. went through all that. And, you know, really at the time I, I was a, I was a pretty good, you know, young comic. I had potential, but I had no business having my own show. Um, I wasn't going to tell them that, but I mean, it was like, you know, I, I just really wasn't uh, ready for that at that point. But yeah, they, they had, I had, I was there for two years. Then I ended up getting another 
like similar deal at NBC the following year. So it was like three straight years I had development deals, which basically made it for me. It was like, okay, I don't have to cut grass anymore. You know, I can, uh, right. I can pretty much, you know, I, I was basically sponsored to, you know, get better at comedy. And that's, I've took full advantage of that. So, yeah, that's incredible to get something like that, especially for that long. Correct me if I'm wrong. You did last comic standing as well, right? Or you did. Okay. I did. I, well, so I, I remember the, the first year they had it, um, you know, I, that was when I was, I was still cutting grass then. And I remember like, I, okay. you know, they got me a, a, you know, I had to go in that big theater and just audition for the guys who booked the tonight show at the time. And, uh, they, you know, it was, it was a disaster. It was just like me, you know, I, it, it's, it was so awkward. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it made good TV, but, and then I, I went back again and, uh, uh, what was it? Oh, seven, I think. And I remember I got audience favorite in my audition round. And then, yeah, it was it didn't work out the next round because I remember they were like they they said I could they they said I wasn't allowed to wear a hat and uh, and I had to wear a button down shirt. But the worst part was the hat <laughs> part. They're like, well, the hat will cover your face and we don't want that. But meanwhile, they let another guy wear a freaking gorilla mask or something. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was an odd season. That yeah. show was kind of interesting. Well, John, you've had like a, an iconic career, in my opinion. And like I said, I've been a fan of yours since day one and Appreciate just kind that. of watching you grow. Absolutely, my friend. And just even the lows and the highs, I think it's all significant and everything that you've done. So with all of this time under your belt, I realize from when you got started, things have changed, obviously, significantly. But yeah. today, it seems like there are a lot of other paths that people can take to get comedy chops or to be a comedian mm -hmm. do you find that i mean the reality shows i mean america's got talent i, I ask this question kind of frequently because i'm very curious about your perspective do you think when these people get on the shows that it acts to them as an advantage obviously or maybe it kind of hurts them a little bit because they may not get the experience necessarily that might be required to be funny Right. or to to get the bumps and bruises like you've explained sure well it's I, kind of you know i mean they're there but i'm just very curious what you yeah, think I, well i i think you know comedy is uh you know it's not like uh being a singer or something like that like it you really do have to it, it does require a lot of time a lot of experience it just just personally i mean because i think back to like you know even when i you know talk about those days like when i went to montreal and stuff like you know, I was 28, I think 27 at the time. And it's like, okay, you really, you know, you, you, you just, you really don't have enough grit and enough life experience. Uh, you know, in my case, I wasn't fat enough to be you know, like <laughs> worth listening to, you know, like it, you just, you don't have enough, uh, to draw from it personally to, to really be, you know, uh, uh, worth that kind of attention. But at the same time, it's not like you're going to pass up opportunities. So it's like, you know, I don't think, I think that, yeah, those shows like that, America's Got Talent, Last Comic Stand, yeah, they do end up like, yeah, I guess, overexposing, you know, people who maybe aren't ready for it yet. But that's sort of like, that's, I mean, that's the nature of the beast now. So it's like, you know, I, I mean, whoever can sort of, adjust on the fly is going to do well and and whoever isn't is not but i i mean i've always felt like with 
you know, like with, with Last Comic Standing in particular, I always felt like it was, I really hated that, that they were more, seemed to be more interested in making a reality show than they were making like a, sure. a legitimate comedy com- contest. Because I think that would be interesting. I think like if they did it more like, say, American Idol did, where they, they made it more of a, like a, almost like a comedy, you know, boot camp or, 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 or obstacle course, you know, to like go, okay, you know, because they like the, on American Idol, they used to have like a, a theme every week with the finalists. Like, right. like well, we're going to do Big Band or Barry Manilow or with 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 uh, with shows like that. I just wish they had like more. They were more interested in, you know, actually making it a comedy competition. So like like right. I said, like with American Idol, they would have like themes. And it's like you could do that with comedy, too. You could have, you know, uh, make it so like everybody has to perform in front of like all kids or old people or you know like or maybe you know we all have to do uh you know political uh material we have to do material about family or whatever relationship and it's like that would make it more about you know people you know sort of like competing with their their comedic skills and it uh, maybe that's too complicated or whatever but they yeah it's just never seemed like that that was the objective so yeah i think it's uh in a lot of ways i i I don't know how to get around it, but yeah, shows like that do throw people out there too soon. And Yeah, and it's interesting because I've heard other people say, well, you may have done well tonight, but, you know, now welcome to show business and being yeah. a comedian. It's not always as easy as it may seem. Very interesting. I love that perspective. And again, you've just had a really long and healthy career. And that was the one thing I liked about Last Comic was it was just comedians. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't like, a comedian going up against like a right, acrobat like act or, right. yeah, that's, or that's, a magician or, you know, a snake charmer. I don't know, whatever. No, you're right. Doing. And, and yeah, it, it, it focused on stand-up comedy instead of, yeah, throwing us in the sort of variety show uh, realm. And, and it's too hard to, yeah, have, you know, have a comedian compete with a singer or a magician or a juggler or whatever. It's, uh, you know, but I, I just always wish they, had focused more on the actual, like the art instead of, cause they really right. just, it seemed like they, they just wanted to, like I said, do a reality show where they almost, they were more focused on humiliating the, the competitors or, 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 <laughs> you know, just, just putting them in situations that was more, you know, just entertaining to watch, you know, for the viewer to watch people like try to negotiate versus, being about you know the actual art of comedy which i think people are interested in enough to make an, a good show too so absolutely well there you have it john caparillo is on the road and touring again and thanks to everybody who listens and supports the podcast and please share it with a friend it's very easy to do uh, it costs you absolutely nothing but a couple minutes of your time and please head over to apple podcast and give us a kind rating and review. And it really does help so we can continue to talk to amazing folks like John. John, thank you for joining me today on the podcast. Today. I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.